Hello and welcome to this In Conversation series with some of UQ's highest achieving alumni, the 2020 UQ Alumni Award winners. My name is Madonna King and my guest is Dr. John Maunder, who joins the ranks of our Distinguished Young Alumni Award recipients. John Maunder has studied both engineering and medicine at the University of Queensland, but it's his leadership, resilience and personal story that stand out, particularly in both his career as a doctor and the work he does for charity. Dr John Maunder, welcome. Thanks, Madonna. Thanks for having me. So tell me why engineering first piqued your interest. Well, I was an enthusiastic high school student who had a, an interest of maths and science, and I thought that engineering was going to be what I wanted to do forever. And so for as long as I remember, I always thought that I wanted to be an engineer, and UQ seemed like the best place to do that. What have you taken out of that first degree? Um, I think engineering teaches you a unique, gives you a unique set of skills for solving problems. Just the approach and the way they, that they teach you to tackle things is, is unique, I think, to a lot of other degrees. And I think that set me really well up for medicine in terms of giving me unique problem-solving skills that a lot of my other colleagues didn't really have. I think it was on the day you graduated, you were told that you had cancer. Would you tell me about that day? Yes. So it was around the mix of my medical screening tests to start medicine. And some of my results were due and I had a phone call from my doctor the day of my graduation. It was a Friday and we were at the pub with my family having a, a lunch before the graduation and then he called me up to give me the news that day. And so what happened? Um, well, I was just sitting there having lunch and I had a, a call from a, a, a Brisbane number which I didn't recognise and I excused myself from the table and went off and took the phone call and he sort of explained back to me that the biopsies weren't as reassuring as what we'd hoped and essentially that I had a type of blood cancer and that he'd referred me on to one of his um, distinguished colleagues and that I needed to make an appointment to see someone early the next week and then I went back to the lunch table and basically just told my parents and started hooking back into my palmy. <laughs> Well, can I, was that the impetus for you to then start a medical degree? I would like to sort of say that. That would make it a, a really nice story. However, I had already started the process of doing that because it does take quite some time. But I think it really solidified um, from that moment onwards and through the journey of all my treatment that medicine was the right thing for me. You mentioned your treatment. How difficult was it to study medicine and I guess undergo treatment for cancer at the same time? So I was very lucky that I had a very supportive um, hematologist who was right from the start when I told him the situation I was in, that this all of this new diagnosis had come at the same time, only weeks before that I was due to start medicine. And I had sussed out my options and I didn't really have many. It was either forego my position and reapply again or start. And he thought, why not? And so we scheduled my treatments um, after we got in the swing of things, we scheduled them for, for Fridays so that I could just do the treatment on a Friday and then be sickest over the weekend with the hope to get back to uni by Monday, Tuesday, and then repeat it all again each week for a while. John, was there any time where you just wanted to, to give up the study? It was too hard? 
Yeah, there, there were times where I found that I got the balance wrong between study and social things and the, my academic commitments at university and in particular on some of the lectures and pracs on some of the more taxing topics. Um, it was really hard and after a big day at university, I do recall going home and just breaking down in just absolute exhaustion and frustration of the whole situation. Was there a tutor or a lecturer who, who really made a difference? And I guess uh, I'm meaning who taught you something outside the curriculum, outside the textbooks? Yeah, there were a few people, um, probably almost too many to name across a lot of different things. Like I said, one of them was my hematologist, um, Dr. James Morton. He was incredibly supportive. Um, he made himself very available to me. And then at the university, some of the tutors, there was one of the um, clinical tutors at the University of Medicine, Dr. Jim Drum, who was um, a retired general surgeon and GP that was very supportive and inspiring that helped me get through, as well as a lot of the support from the um, King's College, which is where I went to college a few years earlier. They continued with their ongoing support network with some of their mentors and, and support staff there, and that was all really vital. And that was something I learned very early on, that the only way to get through it was to ask for help and accept that help. You told us about the day you graduated from engineering. What, what did you feel on the day you graduated from medicine? Yes, it was quite a surreal feeling, to be honest, because it was exactly four years to the day from my engineering graduation. And it was the same place, same people there in terms of my family and people from the college. And it was quite a, an extreme and emotional experience to go through going through all that again and remembering all the emotions that were attached to it last time. Absolutely. So tell me, what do you like most about your job? I work in orthopaedics, so I like a lot of the clinical stuff. But in terms of the medicine side of you, I think I really enjoy the opportunity to actually help people. The specialty that I'm in has the benefit of often instant gratification, being that when you fix people with broken bones and the next day, they're often very, very happy. Um, but after being a patient myself, um, I feel that I've been set up with some of the skills to better engage with some of, with some sick people and it's something that I really enjoy is sitting down and really connecting with some patients. So are you saying that communication, that connection is a real skill that your illness taught that you're now makes you a better doctor? Yeah, absolutely. It sounds a bit cliche but it's very true. Are there other skills that you are putting into practice that you learned as a patient were important? Um, yes. One thing that I, partly being a doctor but also just being a person is realizing that you should always be very hesitant to cast judgment on other people because everyone is always fighting their own battle, some sort of battle, and you don't ever really know what that is and you sometimes need to think about your actions before you cast judgment on someone. So what do you want to achieve in your career? Um, I think it's still very early on to try and work that out. I want to keep improving both um, professionally and um, with volunteering and sporting and just being a, a well-rounded person. And just each year I keep setting more and more little goals and as long as each year I'm making further improvements on myself then I'll be happy with that. I'm not really sure where the end end game will be at the moment. You mentioned volunteering and you've done a lot of that and I think your personal battle also resulted in some pretty big charity drives, more than $120,000 for the Leukemia Foundation and QIMR. What's your hope there? 
I think I just want to I want to keep staying involved with charities that are close to me. Um, I'm unfortunately not as involved with the Leukemia Foundation as what I was before, but now I'm more involved with a, a charity that's closer to home, being one that's called Team Adam, which is a charity on the Sunshine Coast, which is a blood cancer-related charity, but they focus more on more hands-on things rather than the Leukemia Foundation is a fantastic charity. However, they're quite large scale and run a bit differently as opposed to this charity, which is quite small and revolves around wrapping up Christmas parcels at at, um, at Christmas and organizing blood drives and donating blankets and things to the oncology outpatient department and stuff at the hospital. And it's really nice to be involved on a more personable level rather than the large scale level of the Leukemia Foundation. Yes. You also represented Australia, I think, in, in triathlon at World Championships in Switzerland in 2019. What do you love about the tri? Triathlon is, a, firstly, it's, a, it's obviously very healthy to maintain an active lifestyle in any profession, but I often work long hours in a sport like triathlon suits me really well because it's independent training. I can do it in the morning, I can do it at night. Um, and it's very goal orientated, which I particularly like that I can set targets for myself on how much training I want to do each week and how fast I want to do it. And I find that if I set those goals at the start of the week, then I get a lot of gratification by the end of the week by achieving it. Yeah. Um, with your cancer, you're in remission. Is it right that it can be treated but not cured? Yes. So my oncologist thinks that it will probably come back at some point in time. And, um, but, I always think of the fact that you don't walk around with an umbrella waiting for terrain. So I'm just trying to do what I can now. And he, um, the way he put it is that we don't know what the tools will be in our in our toolkit at that time. And so we'll just address it if or when it happens. Great outlook. I'm wondering, though, whether that's changed your outlook on life and made you think in a different way. Yeah, I think it definitely has. Again, it sounds very cliche, but you just never really know what's going to happen. And my whole experience has just taught me that life is very fragile. You've spent a, a lot of time tutoring other students too. Is there an onus on us, do you think, to give back? Yes, I think in general, um, for everything, not just for teaching and academia at university. Um, I'm very grateful for a lot of the opportunities that I've had in life. Part of them are academic and part of them aren't. And I think it's our obligation to try and give back to other people so that we can, you know, continue to develop everyone and not just ourselves. You call them opportunities. Other people call them achievements, I guess. You, you are only young. So, so far, what is the thing that you're most proud of? Um, I must admit I was pretty proud um, to get this UQ Alumni Award. Um, I was also very proud to have graduated university given the adversarial circumstances about it and um, certainly was also proud to do the Australian triathlon stuff last year. That was something that I probably never really expected that I would be that I would be doing. It's a pretty mixed bag, isn't it? I wonder, is there a lesson you've learned along the way that the rest of us might learn from? Um, I think setting goals is very important. So each year, different things that you want to achieve and as long as you're achieving more and more each year, I think it adds up very quickly. It can seem very overwhelming to set quite a, a large goal, but if you start with small package things, then you can just keep chipping away at it and before you know, you are looking at a much bigger picture. You were once a first-year medical student. What advice would you give one today? Ask for help, I think. Um, I really needed it. Some people probably needed it less than me, but there's always something that someone else can 
teacher will help you with and it's a missed opportunity if you don't take them up on their offer. We hope you enjoyed this conversation with UQ Distinguished Young Alumni Award recipient, Dr John Maunder. To learn more about our Alumni Award winners or for more information about the UQ Alumni Programming, please visit the UQ Alumni webpage at alumni.uq.edu.au or follow UQ Alumni on social media. My name is Madonna King and thanks for listening.